Thanks for watching this episode of Turning to Him. I invite you to just take a few seconds right now at the beginning and subscribe to this channel so that you can get more videos like this in your feed. Thanks again. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this episode of Turning to Him. Thank you so much for joining us. I'm here with Leslie. Leslie, how are you doing? Doing okay. <laughs> doing fine. <laughs> well, thank you so much for taking the time uh, to talk with us and, and share one of, I'm sure, many experiences that have helped you turn closer to Christ, turn closer to your Savior. Right. Uh, just real quick, tell us a little bit about yourself. Help us get to know you a little bit better. Um, I'm originally from Florida. I grew up in Tallahassee, Florida. Or near Tallahassee, Florida. I, t I tell people I loved. I grew up in the woods. So, um, <laughs> and uh, I converted to uh, the church when I was 19 uh, through friends. Um, we're actually still friends now, which is good. Um, <clears throat> and went on a mission when I was 23. Um, came back early from that um, for mental health issues, and then I. Um, got a bachelor's degree from Florida State University with an English degree and I uh, got my master's also from WGU from Western Governors University um, last summer in MSIT management. It's more of a project management degree um, than IT management and like I told you before the video I work at Western Governors University as a role counselor so. Wow congratulations on the master's degree that's got to feel thanks. good. Took me four years. Took me a long time. <laughs> hey, <laughs> I, I don't have one. So, yeah, that's, awesome. that's wonderful. Yeah. Okay. So, you said you grew up in the woods. What do, you, what do you mean by that? Like, how woods are we talking? Are we talking like woods, woods? Well, Tallahassee is like 10 miles north of where I grew up. It's actually called Woodville, which is funny. Oh. <laughs> it's the woods, <laughs> Woodville. Nice. And uh, yeah, I grew up there um, off a dirt road. It was rarely, it's not like, not like, crazy dirt roads it was well maintained okay so we're, we're proper country people <laughs> so, I like that term we're proper country people <laughs> not really but um yeah I grew up it was a good childhood you know was, yeah I usually play, stayed outside most of the time um stayed in the woods uh back of the back of the house or across the street just roaming around and um just outside Playing, around. playing with the dogs and that kind of thing. So it was, I think it was a town when I was there about 2000. Okay. Um, I had an elementary school I went to. Then I went into Tallahassee for um, middle and high school. Okay. Um, so it wasn't that far away. It wasn't like crazy backwoods, but I liked it. Or I had to tell people I actually grew up in the jungle because I grew up in Florida. <laughs> and I've seen gators up close and personal. So... Okay, so this is off topic, but what's the craziest like backwoods story that you have that happened to you when you were a kid? Well, I was I spent a night with a friend when I was like 10 and I was at her house and we were just roaming around on the dirt road while she went where she lived. And this wild pig came out and chased us all the way down the road. <laughs> we ran right to her house. I'm like, oh crap. <laughs> 
Now, from what I understand, Wild Pigs are pretty aggressive, right? Yeah, I mean, it was. Yeah, yeah, it was. It was probably just giving us a warning at the time. I was like, "Oh no, I'm gonna die." Sure. <laughs> so we just ran all the way back to her place, her house. I'm like, "Not gonna do that again." <laughs> <laughs> That's fantastic. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. So, I mean, I mean, we we're normal people and like I say country people but right, right. it's just funny to say that or I grew up in the in a jungle um, <laughs> so. okay so at 19 you join the church and I'm right. assuming like most people as soon as you join the church all your problems went away life becomes perfect no that's not how it was <laughs> that's not how it was <laughs> oh okay I, so you're like the no. I like the normal people yes <laughs> okay no. um I mean, how did you get introduced to the church? Uh, long story. Um, I'll just summary. Um, yeah, we'll I met one back. of my friends, one of my friends that I still have now when we were nine and we were on the same T-ball team. My dad coached um, and just knew her from, you know, I was actually friends with her brother more than her. And we were the same elementary, elementary school. Um, my mom knew who they were because my mom worked in the office. She was like, oh. They're the Crosby's, you know, that kind of thing. They're coming, you know, you're coming in, whatever. And then, um, and then in fifth grade, um, I had some learning difficulties in a, in a way, not really, but kind of a different style of learning, I guess you could say. Mm-hmm. Um, so my fifth grade teacher's like, well, middle school, mainstream middle school might not be good for her. Let's put her in where the Crosby's are. It was a really small town, a really small school. People knew everybody. And, um, and so my mom's like, okay, let's, my parents are like, okay, let's try that. So it was a very small middle school I went to. It was a private school. It was like 40 kids. And so there we met, Becky was there. Her name is Becky and her, her brother, Jason were there. And then they were friends with my friend, Kathy, which we're still friends with. Um, and Becky introduced church to because they were members, Becky and her brother. And it used to church me and Kathy. So the first time I took the discussions, I was 14. Okay. But then my parents weren't very, they're were like, I don't know about that. Let's just wait until you're adult, you know, which makes sense. Understand. Um, and then when I was 19, I decided to join church. So I was like, well, I'm an adult now. I can do what I want. <laughs> so I'm joining the church. Wow. So yeah, that's how I, abbreviation of what, how it worked. Yeah. Yeah. It sounds like uh, we need to have you on again and just focus on how you join the church at some point. Um, But I mean, before this, we were talking and Mm -hmm. the experience you wanted to share was you've had some medical issues in your life. Yeah. Recently I've had medical issues. Okay, so give us a little bit of background on that. Kind of walk us up to that, and then let's let's get into detail there. Okay. Um, well, I left Florida in 2015 to go to come to Utah, come here. Um, everything was great. It was like one of the you know, sorry, most so happy. Sorry. My bad. So at 2015, you've come home from your mission. I come home from mission actually 2000 2000. Gosh, sorry, 1998. So I waited okay. seven years. Sorry. Okay. Ninety-eight. Your home your mission. You're, you're fine. So ninety-eight. Yeah. Your home for your mission. Right. And just living life in Florida. Right. Okay. Thank you. Sorry, I interrupted. Yeah. 
And 2015, I decided to leave Florida to come back to Utah. Because um, things career-wise weren't going that great. And I, I wanted to make more money. And then there's some other stuff were going on. I'm like, I might as well just go to Utah. Had money saved. I'm like, I had money saved already. So let's just do it. You know, I was like 40, I was 40 years old when I left. So it was kind of like making a new life when I came here. Right. Um, and for two years, it was great. You know, I was hanging out with one of my best friends and, and um, who I met online. Um, and she was here, which made it easier, you know, yeah. to move. And, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, and in 2017, um, probably January 2017, I noticed that I couldn't butt my pants. I'm like, why, why can't I butt my pants? Like, I thought I was like, well, maybe I need to go to the gym. I don't know. My, my arm's getting weak. My hands are really weak. I'm like, oh, whatever. So I just put them on with buttons. You know, I just slip them on, you know, didn't think anything of it. And then the June of, no, July of 2017, I presented symptoms of a stroke. My whole right, right side of my body couldn't hardly move. I mean, I was like, looked like, you know, how people with stroke kind of like slammed their foot down. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's how I was walking. My roommate's like, do you want me to take you to the hospital? I'm like, oh, I'm fine. That's how I am. I'm like, I'm fine. I'm yeah, fine. Yeah, yeah. You know, I don't want to do anything. I'm fine. I don't want to go to the hospital. She's like, all right, let me know. You know, she didn't want to like push me, but she's like, come on, man. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I need yeah. to go. And then I went to work and my speech started slurring yeah. on the right side of my, my mouth. I'm like, you know, when I get home, because I could drive, I was fine. Um, and also my, before, sorry, before that, um, a couple months before that, my eyes, I had, you know, already bad eyes, but I started having double vision. And I thought, maybe, maybe I should go to the eye doctor, but I put it off. And so um, back to July 2017, my roommate took me to um, the, the ER. First, the first um, time, Boy, and I didn't is, know. Yeah. Well, you decided to wait until you got off work, right? Yeah, I did, because I'm <laughs> so just, yeah. I'm crazy. <laughs> Man, they build a shop in Florida. Holy cow. I'm like, well, I need to get home, you know? I'm like, anyway, and <laughs> I got home, and I'm like, yeah, just take me to the ER. Uh, something's going on. She's like, yeah, I know something's going on. <laughs> and then she, she took me to the ER. And they couldn't find it. It was the ER. Uh, they can only do, you know, trauma. They're used to that. And they did MRI. They did everything they could for a stroke and everything is clear. And they're like, we don't know what's going on. Maybe you're having a, a you know, TIA a transient stro- stroke. So we can't see it on M- I- MRI. And so um, then I went back home. I'm like, they gave me like paper, you know, this paper about cardiologists. I need to go see referral. I'm like, okay, fine. And then it happened again because it came on and off. It wasn't like constantly. Okay. Um, and then the more I did stuff, the, the worse I got my right side. So it's not like a stroke it was weird. And then <clears throat> I went back to the yard, ER, the same ER, and they're like, the doctors are like, you know, there's, do you have any autoimmune disease in your family? I'm like, not that I know of. And they're like, yeah, you need to check into that. We can't like say it is, but you need to check into that. So I decided to go to a cardiologist, but 
specialization in a transient stroke, just in case that what's what's what it was. And then um, first 10 minutes, he saw me and I wrote all the symptoms down because what I have now, the, I do have autoimmune disease. It's like I said, it comes and goes and it's not constant most of the time. Well, normally. Um, and so he's like, okay, it comes and goes. You have double vision, you have muscle weakness, you have slurred speech, and you can't swallow, and you have trouble breathing. He's like, this is my senior gravis. Have you ever heard of it? I'm like, no. He's like, because it's very rare. It's like one on, one in every 100,000 people have it. I'm like, okay. He's like, but I'm not going to say specifically. You're going to have to do blood work and see. So he started me on um, medication. It's called mes mestinon. And it's supposed to like help them, <clears throat> the transmission because what my graphis is, is that the signals at the end of the muscles are blocked. Okay. And so there's no transmission from the ends of the muscles to the brain. So the more you use the muscles, the weaker they get because the transmission isn't getting to the brain. The more you use your muscles, the weaker. Right. Right. Yes. Yeah. So I have to take breaks and I have to do all that. Um, I mean, I'm better now than I once was, but I still have to take breaks. Yeah, yeah. Um, anyway, back to the story. Um, so he got the blood work back because they show antibodies because it has an antibody that blocks the signals from the end of the muscles to the brain or between the muscles and the brain. Um, and so, yeah, you're positive with the antibodies. They're like sky high. I'm like, okay. So he's like, let me put you on prednisone and this other drug. I'm like, okay. Then I found out he wasn't in network. So I had to go to another doctor where she's great in the U. And um, so she's been working with me ever since. Um, like I said, I'm not as bad as I used to be. I can walk. I mean, during the summer, I walked around the block. I was fine. Um, bad weather usually puts me on my back. Um, Really? A lot of autoimmune diseases that happens. The weather changing, it can affect autoimmune diseases. So um, stress can affect it and exercise can affect it. Um, with me, my main symptoms are double vision. Like right now, you're, you're double. Right really? Now. Yeah. Um, I can only drive during the day now. I can't drive at night anymore. Usually. I always wish for summer so I can stay out until nine o'clock. Yeah. <laughs> right now I'm like, oh, it's getting lighter again. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, get, I get to drive later. You know, I've basically stopped myself from driving. It doesn't say license, I can't drive, but it's responsible for me to say I can't drive at night. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, my church is like two blocks away. I can do that. Um, but other than that, I can't. Um, and so, <clears throat> excuse me. I don't know where I was. Um, Anyway, yeah, so go ahead. You've been working with this doctor since 2017. Right. Now, is this, and you've been on some medication that's helping. But, right. Uh, I mean, forgive my ignorance. It sounds yeah. like this never goes away, though. Like, I mean, for me, every case is different. Some people take the medication and they're great. They're fine. Okay. Some are like me in the middle of the road. I was severe when I was first um, diagnosed up to... Uh, between moderate and severe. It wasn't like people can be 
put on ventilators with what I have. Okay. Call a crisis is when their diaphragm stops working. They can't breathe. Um, wow. Yeah. So it can, it can kill me, <laughs> yeah, yeah. but thankfully I'm moderate, not moderate to severe. So I can work, I can drive, I can walk moderately. Mm-hmm. You know, I can do things I can do the laundry, but I have to like take rest between, you know, I was doing a laundry yesterday or day before, and I was putting it up. And I'm like, well, my arms are really tired. Let me just rest, you know, yeah. that kind of thing. Um, is this something where you have good days and bad days or, or is your ability level pretty consistent throughout? And it's going to be that way, you know, for the next 50 years. Um, there's no telling what I'm going to be in 50 years, but for me, um, uh, like I said, it's individual. Um, my eyes that 75% of the time is double. I can't read a book hardly some days I can but usually I can't. It's really kind of bad because I'm always looking at the computer screen and normal people, their eyes still get tired. Mine get really tired. Um, And so my must, I mean, some days are great. It's good weather. I'm almost normal besides my eyes, but bad weather, I'm not. Um, So, I mean, it really depends. Some days I get up, I'm like, wow, I don't know what I did yesterday, but I'm not feeling good. Mm-hmm. You know, and some days I'm like, okay, I'm, I guess I can probably clean up, you know, pick stuff off, off the floor in my room or, you know, and actually cook something and that kind of thing. I mean, it comes and goes, but I say it is different for everybody. Like I said, some people are great with medication, some people are moderate, and some people get on ventilators. Wow. Okay. So, you have this life-changing diagnosis. Um, right. How do you respond uh, initially? You know, I'm mean, talking <laughs> in 2017. How do you respond? Right. Not good. Okay. I didn't understand. What didn't you understand? Um. why I was brought to Utah and this happened. I mean, sorry, I'm crying on video. Um, Just fine. So, yeah, I mean, many priesthood holders, different priesthood holders told me to come to Utah. They later, I mean, if nobody knows what priesthood blessings are and they're not LDS, basically a priesthood holder puts his hands on your head and gives you a blessing in the name of, of Jesus Christ. And basically the spirit tells them what to say. And it, almost every piece of holder I've known who gave me a blessing for that reason told me to go to Utah. That was for 10 years. And I kind of like, oh, no, I'm not going to go. That's scary. You know, and then I was like, I was kind of pushed out of Tallahassee because I have no, you know, I might as well just go. And so I was like, why did you have me come here? I had to do two greatest years of my life. And this happens. Why? You know, I was really, really angry. I was super angry. I still had faith. I still believed in Jesus Christ. Still believe in my Heavenly Father. But I was like, what? What? I don't understand why you're doing this. You know, it's like, so I pretty much cut myself off from church. Mm-hmm. I didn't go again. I'm like, why am I going to church? And this happens. Mm-hmm. You know, I wasn't thinking clearly, clearly, you know, then I'm like, whatever, you know, 
So I was kind of inactive till next last year. Okay. Um, I did go to the men's singles ward a couple times when I was of age for that ward. Um, and I liked it, but I just didn't feel anything. I was like, okay, whatever. Um, so I just didn't go. Um, and so I just got a really rotten attitude. I just like, yeah, I saw glimpses of what the Lord is doing in my life when it came to that. Cause I'm, you know, I'm in the great, one of the best healthcare systems in the U of U in the United States. So I was blessed for that fact. And I knew that I posted on Facebook, mm. but at the end of the day, I was still angry. Sure. Understand. You know? Yeah. So I was like, I don't understand. <laughs> I mean, uh, is it is it fair to say you're angry, you're confused, right? Why you came to Utah, right? Uh, scared? Were you scared? Yeah, I was scared, but I think I made it better because my friend had MS or she has MS, okay. and we kind of go through the same treatments. Okay. So I went to her for some treatments. She went with me for one treatment that I had that she's doing now. The treatment I had then was as IVIG, was basically hemoglobulin and um, like an IV. It's supposed to like bulk up your immune system. Okay. Um, and it didn't work for me, um, but she's having it now. So, um, so that helped seeing what she went through. If I came out here and didn't have anybody or had somebody who didn't have it, I probably would have freaked out. You know, more freaked out more. <laughs> I guess and that was a blessing that I saw. You know, I knew those were blessings, but at the time I'm like, I'm all alone. I have one friend and she has MS. What the crap am I gonna do? You know. And okay, so um 2017, you decided to take a step back from the church. Right. Angry and frustrated. You go to a couple singles awards, but or you go to the mid singles award a couple times, but it's not penetrating. You're not you're not right. feeling it. What happens? Um I'd moved to where I'm at now. Um I was at somewhere else. Still in West Jordan. I'm in West Jordan right now, but another place because uh, the place I was in then wasn't very safe for me. The landlord. Anyway, um, this wasn't a safe place, even though my, my friend was there who took me to the ER. Just felt like I just needed to go somewhere else. Um, and I was, again, blessed <laughs> without me knowing it to where I'm at now. Um, I mean, my landlord's fine. I have a garage. I don't have to shovel snow off my car. Um, everything's good. You know, I've been here for five and a half years. I really don't remember a lot. I mean, during that time, I was getting my master's degree because I moved here in 2017. No, 2000, yeah, right after I got diagnosed in October 2017. I moved at the place I'm in now. Um, so, which is a lot stressful, a lot less stressful than it was in that other place, which helped also. I'm probably not even answering your question right now. But um, so, um, like I said, I didn't really remember much. I did have my dog, my mom had uh, that I got from her when she went to a home that helped me out. I had to go travel and get him to Albuquerque and come back. But he helped me during that time. 
during this time are mm -hmm. you i mean how angry are, are you praying right now or are you done with god that's pretty much done you're done so you're not praying you're not um anything did you did you stop believing that there was a god or were you just so mad you didn't want to talk to him I was just mad too mad. I was, I didn't want to talk to him. I was like, <laughs> we're not doing anything. Why do I have to talk to you? You know, just like. Sure. This is not a mutually you know. beneficial relationship. Right. So right. Right. Okay. Pretty much. I probably prayed here and there, but it wasn't consistent at all. Yeah. So when did you start coming back? During the pandemic. During the pandemic. So that's yeah. uh, 2021. 2021 right well right when the pandemic or people started coming out of their houses you know last year um oh my gosh i can't remember when the pandemic was was it 22 no, 20 2020 to last year well it's still going on but you know we're out of our houses doing whatever um okay so you said but it wasn't at the beginning of the pandemic you said no. it was kind of towards when people started coming out right when i aged out of the mid-singles ward i just I sent my records over to the ward I'm in now. Okay. Um, but, was, you know, yeah. So, I mean, we're talking uh, 2021, 2017. So we're talking four years, four to five years, depending on how right. the And right. you transfer your records over to your new ward and you just go out of the blue? No, I didn't go then. I didn't go when I transferred my records. I just transferred them over. Just okay. like be a good LDS person, you know, just transfer your records. I didn't want to like leave the church. <laughs> I just okay. wasn't, I just wasn't going, yeah. you know, um, I still believe, you know, okay. but I just didn't want to go. Like I said, I cut myself off kind of like uh, God was kind of a family member I was mad at, but I still loved him, yeah, yeah. you know, <laughs> okay. kind of thing. Um, so what kind of turned it around for me was, um, I guess because of leadership, um, I wasn't very nice to the leadership one time. <laughs> I don't know if they catch on to that or not, but, um, um, you know, the, the, the bishop introduced my, himself to text and well, I don't remember what he said. I'm like, okay, fine. Well, you know, I just didn't like, didn't like, wasn't very charismatic on the text. Sure. Um, sorry, Bishop. Say um <laughs> i'm sure he's forgiven you i hope so um and but he i mean then they gave me a calling i don't know if i i don't know when i actually physically came back sometime last year um beginning a lot maybe because we never no i hadn't oh, sorry yeah sometime last year i came back um physically about probably the mid last year, but they gave me a calling before then. So it's on activity, our real estate activities committee. Still okay. am. Um, and we met through Zoom and that kind of thing. And that did help. I've, actually, I told this Relief Society president a couple months later, I don't want to be on the committee. I need to get off the committee. And she talked to the bishop and bishop was like, no, she needs to stay on the committee. <laughs> like, oh. <laughs> like, We're I'm not like, releasing you. <laughs> right. I'm like, fine. <laughs> Hello. All right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And I'm like, all right. I was kind of mad at that too. I'm like, well, I just want to get off the committee. I might as well just not even go to the Zoom meetings. But if I felt it's a uh, you know, responsibility, so I'm like, I'm not 
someone I used to kind of leave them high and dry, you know, yes. and make a bad name for myself in the ward when I come back. You know, that's what I was afraid of. I'm like, okay, I'll, I'll just keep going. Yeah, that's and, interesting. You said you don't want to, you didn't want to make a bad name for yourself when you came back. Did you know at some point you were going to come back? Yeah, I was never going to leave it permanently. Okay. Yeah. So you you knew that at some point you would cool down and start coming back. Right. More than likely. I mean, yeah. I, I think in the back of my mind, it's like, I, I, I'm afraid of what people think of me most of the time. So I'm like, I don't want them to think bad of me. So they okay. already know who I am. Sure, <laughs> so sure. I'm like, that's why, you know, I'm like, well, if I ever do come back, I don't want them talking about my back. You know, like that girl, whatever. You know, that girl didn't come and, you know, they're not like that. They're at least people I've met, you know, it's just me and my mind going crazy. Yeah, Which we all do. I mean, we all do that. So, okay. I I keep interrupting. So we're now at, we're here in 2021. You've got a calling that you don't like, but the mean Bishop won't release you. So (laughs) now we're in mid, talk to us just kind of about mid 2022. What makes you say, I mean, was it like, hey, today's the day I'm just going to show up and bite the bullet? Or did somebody come and get you? What happened? Um, what happened was I got more into the, oh, I guess my memory is horrible. Um, may, basically, I just gradually started going back. Okay. Um, I think him saying, no, she needs to stay on the committee kind of helped me. Yes. because I had a responsibility I had to do and I had a connection to the ward when I didn't want the connection to the ward, but I did. Yes. Um, and so I started coming back. I mean, the least site presidency visited me just because they thought I was actually new in the neighborhood, but I've been there for like five years. I'm like, no. And they're like, I thought there'd be boxes here. I'm like, nope, I've been here for five years. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, and they're nice. And, um, I just felt like I started needing to get myself back. I mean, I was getting better. Um, had some healing from my disease, okay. from the senior gravis, and I just couldn't go. I don't think I could go on being so angry. It just wasn't healthy. You know, mm. I just I'm like, I don't want to be angry anymore. I still believe. Why don't I just go back to church? You know, and I'm also have social anxiety, which didn't help. Mm-hmm. Um. But I went back. Um, no, it was early last year. I think it was probably May of last year. Started going back to church. Okay. Um, slowly and um, started knowing people. I really helped because dog, my mom's dog I had, Casey, he's now deceased. Um, he died last year. Okay. Um, it helped because I had members who I put up, the thing on the war page because I you know I need some rest because he was a really good dog but he was still you know because dogs are like children they need attention all the time um and so I asked on the Facebook or my ward's Facebook page anybody willing to watch a really good dog for what, $30 uh, overnight because I need a you know I need a rest and this couple reached out or actually their son through them reached out and said he'd do it. And they're right down the street for me. So I think that helped because I started knowing people in the ward personally. Mm-hmm. And that helped me open up a little bit more. Um, 
And so, yeah, my dog, I guess my dog helped. Um, and um, so I know people in the ward, so that helps. So I started coming back. I was still kind of resentful, still kind of angry, but I was there. You yeah. know, I took a first step of actually getting there. Um, and then, like I said, I started getting known people in the ward and that kind of thing. Um, it just helped. I mean, I also have bipolar disorder and last summer I had to go to the mental hospital okay. um, because of that. And I just saw how, how people in the ward were like, they actually cared. Mm-hmm. You know, they actually, at least say president, president took me to the ER. I mean, I called her, what are you going to say? No, but I mean, <laughs> she actually cared. She wasn't resentful. She actually wanted to help, you know? Yeah. And everybody was trying to, you know, help me out and everything. And um, that, that, I think that helped. I mean, I was on my last, I mean, I was going off myself that night. Yeah. To get real. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's probably another video you want to do. And, <laughs> and, uh, and so like, she took me to the ER and, and the, the lady from that couple picked me up from the ER and oh, it's a whole long story. Anyway. I was in the hospital, came back, and I just felt like the love in the ward. And I haven't felt that in a while. I mean, the wards I were I was in in Tallahassee, the only sorry, the wards I were in, I was in, but the only love I fe- felt in that ward <sighs> sorry. Was in my YSA ward when I was in Tallahassee, when I first got baptized. I mean, I don't feel any kind of, I don't know what you call it. I'm sure there are people who are fake, but fakeness in the ward. People are real. People are who they are. You know, they're having trouble. They're going to say it. You know, it's like, I'm sure people are, I mean, I don't tell everybody my problems. Nobody does. I mean, and he's saying, well, how are you doing? Fine. You know, normal stuff, but there's just not people who try to be LDS, you know, like a perfect LDS person. That's when I've started going there. That's what I felt. I didn't feel any kind of, I don't, can't find the word for it. Any um, pottery or connection or anything there. Right. Um, They are just who they are. That's they care, you know, yeah. and the other wards I've been in, I'm sure they're, my med singles ward would have cared if I actually went, but, and I really didn't feel, there are some other people, you know, certain people in the other wards were fine in there, like the ward I was in after, anyway, the family ward I was in before the med singles ward, they were, they were fine, um, but this ward is, there's something different about it. I think the ward I need to be in to actually get, you know, turned to him. Yeah. You know, um, I've counseled some with my bishop about things, and and uh, I actually asked to have a diff, I either different different calling or a additional calling to what I'm doing now. But I felt like my spirit wanted me to start extending myself spiritually. Um. And it took them two months to figure out what they wanted to do with me. <laughs> I don't talk that much. And I think people, because I'm talking now, but 
I don't talk that much around people and people probably think more than likely I just don't talk and I don't do anything. I'm just a lump, I mean, a bump on the log, but people have told me I am, you know, when when I don't, when I'm around people, I'm really anxious. I'm really nervous. Mm -hmm. Like I said, I have social anxiety, so it comes off weird. Sure. And it takes you a while to get warmed up. Right. I'm probably putting words in their mouths not even true, but that's what I thought. Sure. Um, and so um, now I've been called the word missionary. Oh, congratulations. Thanks. Um, so we'll see what that is. I don't know. Um, yeah. You started to touch on this, but tell us. So right now, um, I mean, by right now, I mean, you know, May 2022, you come back. Things are starting to go. You've got a, you've got a great relationship in, with this ward. Mm-hmm. Tell us about your relationship with your savior now, because, you know, as, as, as you and I both know, those are two different things. And I think we do ourselves a disfavor when we assume that those are the same. Right. Thing, right? right. I understand. So talk to me about your relationship with the savior. What's going on with that during this time? Um, I think I was still kind of, I think up until a couple months ago, I was still angry. Okay. Um, I'm starting to understand more now about things. My attitude's changed. Um, I mean, my scripture study is not that great because I can't read that well. Um, but I'm, I think I see the blessings in my life more than, than I have, um, what I've gone through. Like I said, I was just angry when everything happened and I didn't see any blessings, I'm starting to see the blessings now. So that helps me turn to him, I guess. Um, I pray constantly now. And like, I didn't do it before. I didn't want to think, I didn't want to talk to him. Like I said, now I, I pray constantly now. And I feel the spirit more. You know, that's how, I mean, I turned to him. Like I said, a bipolar disorder and Monday was not a good day for me last Monday and I left work early. Well, logged off. I work from home. And, but the thing was, yeah, I was going through hell at the point at that point, but I knew Jason, I mean, knew Christ was there. I didn't like, I wasn't like hopeless mm-hmm. or angry. I was just like, well, I have to go through this. I'm not angry about it. You know, I think me turning to him has helped me accept the fact that things are going on in my health and just go with it and not be angry. I mean, I've heard people who are angry, you know, um, because things happen to them. Um, and they totally leave the church. And then there are people who have, still have faith and really strong faith and things happen to them and they still stay in the church and still have a relationship with Christ. Then there's me who is in between. <laughs> You know, I knew I was going to come back someday, but I didn't want to go back. But I came back, and I mean, my relationship with him has gotten better. Um, and I mean, it just helps me hang on. Really, that's the thing keeping me alive right now is him. I tell you, Leslie, I am so enjoying this conversation because I think, just like what you've expressed with your ward, there is no pretense in you, and I think <laughs> I think it's valuable for all of us to be able to say, hey, I want to take an honest look at my relationship with my Savior. And maybe right now it's not the greatest, 
Maybe right now we have a cordial relationship. And I think it's okay to admit that. You know, the goal is that that relationship gets better. Right. Through, through, you know, what you're doing through prayer, through sacramenting attendance, through repentance, through all these things. But I think if we can't look at ourselves and say, I don't have the best relationship with the Savior right now. I would like it to get better. Then it will never get better. Right. I do admit that. Yeah. Um, what would you say to yourself two years ago? Honestly, I probably just get her by the shoulders and shake her. It's like, it's going to be, you know, what is wrong with you? What are you doing this? You know, why are you doing this? Things are going to be fine. Things aren't going to be perfect because life isn't perfect, but you're going to get better. You'll have down days and you'll want to go in the bed and go in the covers and not think about anything. But, you know, Christ is there. He's there to help you. Might not feel like, but he's there and he'll lift you up. That's what I want to tell her. Wow. What's next? What's your next step in your relationship with Christ? Uh, trying to figure out how to read scriptures. First of all. <laughs> Gotta get you some audio scriptures. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I tried that. I don't. Okay. Um, so, yeah, I mean, my next step, I'm just going down day at a time right now. Um. I think, even though it's not turning to him, but I think my callings would will help me be better and turn to him more. Um, seeing blessings in other people's lives since besides mine. Um, I love spreading the gospel. I love talking about Christ. I used to do that all the time when I was in Tallahassee. Um, I'm, I'm not bragging or anything, but a family got baptized because I just shared Christ at work. Um, no, like I said, I'm not bragging. That's just what happened. <laughs> um, because I know what happened. I mean, I know when you spread love for somebody or joy or you know, you're just be real with them about things, they listen. And you know, maybe somebody near me needs wants to listen, or I meet somebody through some other means. I mean, I never leave my house because I work at home and I can't drive at night, but. You know, Facebook, there's YouTube, there's other things I can do. Um, I just want to see, it does help me see Christ more when people start believing in him. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that people aren't good who don't believe in Christ. I have many people who, who are very good people who are, are great people who aren't Christian. But, you know, I just, this is just me and what I feel. Um, what brings me joy is seeing people come to Christ. Yeah. And I came to Christ, I guess, again. And so hopefully I'll have joy sometime. I mean, um, with that. So, like I said, I think hopefully I'll, the next step would be just trying to do better and, um, sharing the gospel in some kind of way, not even, maybe not even talking about Christ, just being a friendly you know, um, there's lots of ways to to share the gospel other than just speaking directly about him. Um, I guess well, that's my next step. 
I so appreciate you being willing to share your experience. I think it's something yeah. a lot of people can relate to. I mean, medical issues can turn your life upside down. Yeah, they can. <laughs> Believe me. <laughs> Would you mind? Uh, I don't want to put you on the spot here, but right. as we kind of wrap this up, would you mind sharing your testimony with us? I mean, like I said, um, I know through my many trials with mental illness and I see a gravis and other things that, you know, it'll get better, even though it doesn't feel like it because Christ atoned for everything. Our sins, our illnesses, our character defects, you know, things we need to work on that way. I mean, he felt that all in the Garden of Gethsemane. Um, and that's pretty much my testimony, is that he's there and he understands that he feels everything you're going through. So, in Jesus Christ's name, amen. <laughs> Thank you again. That's, that was fantastic.